Hello, listener. Welcome back to the Case Interview Podcast. I am glad to have you here. I'm glad to be talking to you here again. This clip is an excerpt of episode number five of the podcast called Case Interview Math, Four Myths That Hold Candidates Back, where I guide Bruno through, well, the four math myths that hold candidates back in case interviews. And in this episode, we try to demystify case interview math because there are more rejections in case interviews due to wrong beliefs about how candidates are actually being tested in math in case interviews. Then there are rejections due to math mistakes exactly. So Bruno and I went in depth in those myths to make sure that you won't fall for those same traps and that you will not get rejected because you believe that you're being tested on something that you're not being tested. And the headline of this clip is self-explanatory. There is a story in here, but what I will tell you is that it's not a story from candidates that we know. It's a story that happened to Bruno himself. And of course, Bruno and I break down the takeaways that we think you should learn from this story. Now, before I let you go on to hear Bruno's story, I want to drop a quick note on how to listen to this podcast. Bruno and I put a lot of work to make these episodes timeless and not just try to talk about the next big fad or next big thing, even though the headlines are sometimes pretty cool and baity. Therefore, the episodes in here have become a library for your case prep studies. And so what this means is that the best way to listen to this podcast is not to sit around and wait for the next episode to come out and then go on a run for it. It is to go back to episode number one and listen from episode one onwards or to go through the list of headlines and pick the ones that sound the most interesting to you. All right, now let's go on to the story. I have a story about that. I had the worst math mistake ever. I spent like 15 minutes on a calculation in, at a McKinsey first round interview. Now, that was the first time I was applying. So I didn't get the offer, but I did pass the first round, even though I spent like 15 minutes on a long division. So basically, it, it was like the third question of the case had a chart. So I had structured the case. I had done the brainstorming question and I had a chart and I had to divide two numbers and they were big numbers and they weren't very easy to work with. So it was something like 12,153,610 divided by, I don't know, a three or four digit number. And I couldn't do it. Like I, I would <laughs> do the division and the, the result would be clearly wrong. I was nervous. I did it like four or five times. Uh, I was sweating. And could you see that it was wrong? I, I could see it was wrong. And I could see it was wrong the first time. And then all the other times I was getting to the same result. At the end, like in my fifth or sixth try, I told the interviewer, hey, can I try another time? Can I try just once more? 
And he said, all right, no need to do it. We can move on with the case. And I was like, no, I want to do it. And I broke down the, the numbers into like five or six different divisions. So it was easier to work with. Uh -huh. And I got to the results and he was like, okay, but now we don't have time to really move on with the case. So <laughs> I felt terrible. Uh, I asked him, hey, do you think I have chances? And he's like, yeah. Did you do a math mistake in your first interview? I was like, no. He was like, okay, so do a good job in your third interview and you might pass. And I did pass. Mm -hmm. So it was the worst math mistake ever and I didn't get rejected. So that was good. Do you think that played a part in you needing to have a third interview in that round? No, that was by design. Oh, okay. So I would have three interviews already. Okay. I it wasn't it. that third optional one. Mm -hmm. One thing that always catches my attention regarding this myth is that we constantly get emails from candidates. Okay, constantly might be an exaggeration, but we often get emails from candidates uh, saying that they got their offers and they describe their interviews and they'll say, in this case, I made a math mistake and I thought that I was done. And then, well, they weren't done. They got their interview. As if it's the worst thing you can do in a case, right? Exactly. A math mistake. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, many times interviewers will overlook a math mistake. And almost every single time, if you catch your own mistake before the interviewer does, it's almost like you didn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever met a candidate who got an offer and did not make any math mistakes in any of their interviews. Consultants make math mistakes all the time in their jobs. Mm -hmm. So I think the great difference is what you said. They're able to catch the mistakes really early before their client does. Yeah. Or at least at the same time as their client does, right? Yeah. And the thing is, interviewers, well, for one thing, if you make that math mistake and you catch it, the interviewers, you're going to be proving the interviewer that you can catch math mistakes that you do, which is an awesome mm -hmm. thing to prove an interviewer because uh, imagine that that person who's interviewing you is thinking, I might be this person's boss in the future. They want to know that they're not going to have to check your math all the time. And if you never make math mistakes and no one checks your math, eventually you're going to make a math mistake and no one's going to see it. But if you make math mistakes but you catch them, then they know that if you make a math mistake, you're going to catch it. So are you telling me that a really cold-blooded candidate who happens to be a human calculator <laughs> might be better off by making a math mistake on purpose and then instantly catching it? I am not going to suggest that unless you are very, very prone to risks. I mean, if you already <laughs> have an offer in one firm, yeah, you could do it for the fun of the other. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend this level of manipulation uh, as well, but it could be very persuasive. Yeah, you, all, persuasive. you also have to be a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, so guys, don't do that, guys and girls. But this could be true. Yeah. Although it wouldn't be wise. Yeah. The other thing you've got to recognize is that interviewers know that you are nervous it's okay that you're nervous mm -hmm. and they have been in your place and they have been very, very nervous. And they understand. Mm -hmm. They're not going to say, yeah. oh, this person made this one math mistake. Uh, they're completely screwed. They're going to be terrible consultants. That's not going to happen. Yeah. What I think people 
must understand regarding mistakes, in my opinion, is that, as you said, there's no problem in making a math mistake as long as you catch your own mistake before or at the same time your interviewer does. Now, there's a nuance to that, which is your interviewer, as you're doing math, they can't help themselves but keep running quick checks in their head to see if they're making a math mistake. Mm -hmm. And they do this automatically because that's what they do every day at work. When they work with numbers, when they work with their own numbers, uh, their team's numbers, their clients' numbers. So if you are not running quick checks as you're doing math, they're going to catch your mistakes before you do. Mm -hmm. So you have to, as you do math, do quick checks. That's the trick. And once you do that, there's no problem with making mistakes because as you make the mistake, you're also going to catch your mistake because you're doing a quick check. And that's going to happen probably at the same time as your interviewer catches your mistake because they're also doing the quick check. So what I think people don't realize is that interviewers almost always catch your mistakes, not because they're faster at math than you, but because they're doing quick checks. And checking math is different than doing math. Thank you for listening to the Case Interview Podcast. If you want to get more insights into how to prepare like the best candidates and increase your chances of getting your dream offer, you can listen to our entire back catalog starting from episode one. In fact, some of our best episodes are the ones we recorded earlier on. And if you want to go deeper and learn our best case-solving techniques, we welcome you to join our free course called Case Interview Fundamentals. And you can get instant access to it at craftingcases.com course. Now, I hope to see you in the next episode or in one of the previous ones.